What are you giving your power to? You may not even realize you're doing it, but all of us do it. As runners, we like to be in control, but so many of us are giving our power away to things outside of our control. What happens then? If we are giving our power away to external circumstances or people, we will never be able to get the results that we are looking for. We will never reach our full potential. We will constantly be searching for a better plan, better weather, a better coach to give us those things when, in reality, they are already inside of us. Instead of giving our power away, we need to take it back and use it to achieve our goals. We can do this by understanding the power that we have, finding where we are giving our power away, understanding why we might be doing it, and then taking the steps to fix it. So, do you want to keep giving your power away to things you can't control? Or are you ready to take back your power and achieve amazing results in your running? If that sounds like you, stay tuned to today's episode where we will show you how to take back your power so you can achieve your goals. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so let's get into a discussion today about personal power. And I'm quite, I mean, I I probably do know where this topic is coming from because it's been something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, just like in my own life and you know, the decisions that I have made, what's led me to where we are today, how I want to live my life going forward. Like, you know, I love reading personal development books and listening to personal development podcasts and doing all the things to help myself grow as a human being. Right. And I just tended to like to go run instead of <laughs> like, you know, learning about my feelings and emotions and stepping into power. I was like, I'll step into power five, six, seven miles at a time. That was my stepping into faster power. Faster and faster and faster. Yes. Well, and I think that that's how a lot of people use running, right? Like, and I think that's why I wanted to connect these two things in this episode. Because it feels like running faster or farther is in fact stepping into power. And sometimes it is. Totally. But sometimes it's it's actually not. It's totally avoiding. Sometimes it's the opposite, yes. right? Sometimes it's an escape. Like we think that we, a lot of times we as runners, right? Because like I said in the intro, as runners, we like to feel in control. That's why a lot of us run. We run because we want to challenge ourselves. We run because we want to, you know, break down barriers and we want to run and, you know, see what we're capable of and all these good things. But it's also because we like that sense of control because I believe that running gives us more control over our health, right? And over our body. And we like to be able to exert that control and it on, on the other hand it also shows us how little control we have sometimes right right but you look at it from the perspective of running gives us that ability to exert control over like health to a to a degree yeah um but there's also the aspect of people that got into running like earlier in life that maybe they were like super athletic on whatever sports team they were on, mm-hmm. but that didn't necessarily help control the outcome. If you were like the one superstar on the soccer team, but no one else was competent, it didn't really matter how good you were. Mm-hmm. And suddenly people that found running, I know this happens a lot with people that get into running a little bit younger. They're like, running was the sport that I was in control of the results. Yeah, that's true. Like I, as fast as I worked, 
worked as hard as I as I worked, as fast as I ran, that was the result. Mm-hmm. And if the rest of my team wasn't there, as a team we didn't perform so great, but I individually could still excel in a way that doesn't really work as much in other sports. That's very, very true. Yeah, so like just the way that running is set up, competitive running mm-hmm. is more of a personal uh personal power kind of thing yeah yeah like personal results yes like you're more in control of that versus like if you're a part of a team yeah i would say especially that's... once you're out of like schooling and mm-hmm. everything really is a lot of road races trail races whatever yeah. the race is it's very individual there's not a lot of team oriented stuff inside of running every once in a while you get some some cool like ragnar stuff and people get excited from the team aspect mm-hmm. of it but a lot of it's very individual yeah and i think that that's one thing that attracts a lot of people to it because like you said when you put in the work you get the results and you get the the results based off the work that you're putting in right. right the quality of the work the quantity of it like it's it's a little bit of both but that's why I really want to have this discussion today about this personal power because I do see so many runners giving away their power and they might not even know it and so that's really what today's episode is about it's really about bringing awareness to these areas where we are giving our power away because we all do it like I am very aware of this and I still catch myself doing this on a daily basis you know it's not like oh every now and then like no on a daily basis because that is how our human brains are wired our brains are wired and we're going to kind of get into this of like you know some of the um how we know where we're giving our power away and I just want you guys to all know like if any of this resonates with you in today's episode, don't get down on yourself for it. Don't be like, oh crap, I'm giving my power away, right? Like understand that this is a very human thing to do and awareness is the first step. Well, once we start seeing that and then catching ourselves in it, then we can start taking that power back for ourselves. And that's really what all of this is about is helping you feel more powerful, helping you feel more empowered over your life and over the decisions you're making. Yeah, but when you first get into it and you start seeing different ways that you give your power away, oh, which man. happens all the time, all the time. Y- you just feel kind of crappy, mm-hmm. which is yet another way that you give your power away, which it's kind of this negative spiral that you have to snap yourself out of. Mm-hmm. If you're working with somebody else, it's you're trying to help each other recognize some of these instances and they're like, mm, are you sure that you want to that you want to phrase how you're feeling like that? It seems like you're giving your power away. You're just like, yeah, you know what maybe i'm just gonna give my power away right now and there's this like (laughs) this impulse of now getting mad at somebody because they're trying to like point out and illustrate some of the things that we're going to talk about today and there's no reason to get mad or judgmental over any of it it's just bringing awareness and when you realize that awareness is the step towards being stronger being more in control feeling feeling your own power Mm -hmm. then there is no negative judgment associated with it yeah and once like what why is this any of this even important for you like talking about personal power and all of that thing like we're not gonna hold hands and sing kumbaya and talk about taking our power back i mean we are but after we shut the podcast off that's what we do before we go to bed it it is typically (laughs) um but anyway it's like it's one of those things that once we start to realize this then we can use it to improve our running and literally every single other area of your life. And that's really our goal for this podcast because we want running to be a way for you to empower yourself. We want running to be something that makes you feel strong and that makes you feel healthy and in control of your life. And if you are giving your power away in these ways that we're going to be talking about today, that's 
kind of diminishing what you're doing without you even realizing it. So let's jump in. So step number one is are you giving your power away? You have to first be able to realize whether or not you're doing this thing. And the answer for all of us, since we are all humans, is yes. Okay, we do all give our power away in lots of different ways and lots of different circumstances. It's that condition that we're all experiencing, the, the human condition. The human condition, gets right. Gets to you. So the one question that you want to start asking yourself to kind of figure this out is, when something happens in your life, anything, okay, we can make this running related, we can make this life related. When, when something happens and you get a result, do you look externally or do you look internally, okay? Meaning, are you looking for, you know, the result, like what caused that result? Was it something else outside of you or was it something within you that caused that result? Right, like are you in charge of the result or you know, if, if it was a positive, sometimes people are like, oh, I, I wasn't the result of that. That was luck that came up mm -hmm. to it. Or if it's negative, there's lots of things that you can come up with of what caused the result. But in all scenarios, in fact, you are the person that causes that result. And that's a, a crazy thing to wrap your head around. It seems so simple and logical that your actions cause your results, but so many of us want to come up with other things that are in fact responsible for our results. Mm -hmm. And the acceptance that we are responsible for our own results is a, a super important starting point for, for this topic. Yeah. So you just have to kind of see like when you have any sort of results in your life, what is your kind of go-to, right? Like, did you did you look at the weather, right? Like, you're like, oh, well, I had a really good race today because the weather was perfect, mm -hmm. right? Or I had a really crappy race because it was really, really hot out or really, really cold out, right? Are we looking externally at something for the reasons that we got the results that we got? And then another thing that it, it's helpful to start to notice also is does this change based on whether or not it is a desirable result or an undesirable result, right? Like if you get the result that you're looking for, do you look internally and like give yourself like a, a nice pat on the back, mm -hmm. right? Or do you tend to like kind of brush it off and be like, oh, it, it wasn't me. It was like these other things that allowed me to do this thing, right? Or vice versa. Like if you get an undesired result, are you blaming yourself? Like, oh, is, this means I'm not good enough. This means I'm not, I wasn't prepared enough. Or does this mean like, you know, something else outside of me, like the weather or my training plan, something else was the result of this. Right. And so sometimes people are very good at patting themselves on the back for their wins and then are very good at finding a million reasons why it wasn't their fault for things that are perceived as losses. Or vice versa. Or the complete flip of that, of not taking any ownership of their own wins. Mm -hmm. Like, yep, that just, it fell into my lap. It was really that person that did it. It was a lot of luck and it's all things that are beyond their control. That person dismisses any control they have for the wins mm -hmm. and then if it, if it goes bad they just dig themselves into a hole and they're like yeah that I, obviously I didn't get a win because I'm, I'm stuck down here in this hole yeah and this is one of the things that we see with some of our athletes uh you know after their races and they're like oh I could never have done this without my coaches and this is all because of my coaches and I was like no 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 time out like you need to take ownership for your results like you did that like you know a lot of times people when they get amazing results they want to like thank other people and look to other people which is fantastic but I always try to, rem to remind our our athletes like you did that I didn't do that like we helped 
help to guide you along the way, but you're the one that put in the work. You're the one that showed up on race day. You're the one that pushed hard when you weren't feeling it, right? Like that was all you and taking back that power and taking back that, um, that pride, you know, in yourself. I think a lot of times we think that being proud of ourselves is like not okay because we should be humble. And a lot of people do have difficulty kind of making, like feeling that pride within themselves. Yeah. Like you can see this sometimes when you go up to anybody and you say, congratulations about whatever the accomplishment was. Congratulations on your race. Congratulations on their promotion. Congratulations on anything in life. And their immediate thought is not thank you. Their immediate thought is coming up with what caused that. Oh, well, it was really this. Instead of just saying thank you and being like, yes, that was pretty amazing what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of taught to be like, instead of being like, I know that was awesome, which you should. Like mm-hmm. if someone comes up and says congratulations, be like, yeah, thanks. High five. And like, and own the awesomeness that's inside of you. Well, and think about it too. Like if, if, if we really think about this, we are taught, a lot of us are taught that being humble, humility, it's a virtue, right? And that we should be more humble and that we shouldn't have a lot of pride or ego is the enemy, like all of these things, right? And when you go up to someone and congratulate them, right? And like say, you know, like you said, congratulations on your race. That's absolutely amazing. If they say thank you, like I love that response, like as the as the compliment giver, right? Because it acknowledges your compliment. Right. But if someone kind of belittles their accomplishment, like then you're kind of like, uh, okay, now what do I say? Right? <laughs> like you're kind of like, uh. Puts the complimenter in a weird position. Yeah, like, oh, thank you. It was all because of you. And it's like, well, no, but like that's not what I was, what was going on there. Or, you know, whatever. Oh, it wasn't me. It was, it was my team you know or this and like I always love when I see people that are able to take a compliment that are able to be proud of themselves be happy that they achieved whatever that thing is I think you can you can have a combination like you can have your own personal pride and be like thank you so much and still acknowledge that other people have some contribution to it mm-hmm. without diminishing your own power from right. it. And that's really where, where we're kind of heading into is ways that you're giving your power away. You can come up with multiple other things that contributed, but at the end of the day, you are still repons- responsible for yourself. So you can say, thank you. I'm, I worked so hard for that. I'm mm-hmm. really proud of that accomplishment myself. And then acknowledge some other things that, that aided you along the totally. way without giving your power out. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'm not saying don't acknowledge people by any means, you know, but I am also saying don't forget to acknowledge yourself here, yeah. right? So that takes us into number two, right? So number one, just kind of realize if you are giving your power away and like when that's happening. And that that's really step number two is find out where you are giving your power away. So what does this look like? Okay. One of the first ways that this kind of shows up is when we allow external circumstances to dictate our feelings, right? So we allow that result of the race to tell us whether or not we're happy or sad about it, right? Or whether or not we're disappointed. Like you set a goal and you you get a time on a clock and that time either matches or doesn't match what you wanted, right? That is an external circumstance. And then that, if we allow that circumstance, that number to then dictate our feelings, whether or not we feel happy or sad or disappointed or proud or whatever it is, that is one way that we give our power away. Right. It's like 
getting a lottery ticket and then getting super, super upset because you didn't hit the jackpot. Mm -hmm. Like the hitting the jackpot was completely out of your control. Like it is a random draw. And obviously you could have not had the ticket. Like you gave yourself a shot at it, but you didn't rig the system in your favor. Like you just kind of had a, a very slim chance of getting it. So tying all of your emotions up in winning the lottery seems weird. And yet we tire our emotions up as runners in the numbers coming across a clock, mm -hmm. which are a little less random, but still to put your emotions so much on a number on a clock somewhere, or, you know, the number that a group off in Boston figure out needs to be fast enough to get into a race somewhere. Or the VO2 max that your Garmin likes to spit out at you every day. <laughs> that's, that's... Or the, the status, your productive status. Yes, status unproductive. Yeah. Um, but th these random numbers and then getting your feelings so caught up in those numbers is really a great way to give your power. Like if you, if you get a, a report from your watch that tells you that your workout was unproductive and suddenly that changes your thoughts about that run, like, did you finish and feel great? And your watch told you you were unproductive you should still feel great. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, your watch, your watch has more power than you do. Right. And that's like, you know, once you like realize that, you're like, oh, shoot. Oh, that's probably not, no. not a good idea. Hmm, okay. Another way that we give our power away is blaming. Okay. So we can either blame circumstances or blame other people, right? Blame is a really big one. So when something happens, so obviously when we talk about blame, it's usually with a little bit of a negative connotation. Sure. And so oftentimes this happens when we get an undesirable result, right? We we blame the weather. We blame our stomach. We blame our fueling. We blame, blame our shoes. We blame our training plan. We blame whatever it might be, right? For that's the reason that I didn't get the result that I wanted. Right. And there's... There's something about being objective and trying to learn from the result and improve next time that is different than blaming. Mm -hmm. Blaming has a whole lot of feelings drawn into it. Yeah. Of, I didn't get this. I feel bad. Now, I don't want to feel bad anymore. So let me justify feeling bad. Let me put all of those emotions onto this other thing. It's that thing's fault. It was because there were too many hills. It was because it was so sunny. It's because... Um, I didn't get the correct water at the first aid station. I dropped it because the guy didn't hand me the water correctly. Like you can come up with anything you want to try and justify why you're, you don't have to feel bad. Like, oh, I was feeling bad, but I have found something else to dump those bad feelings on. If you just look objectively at it, instead of trying to make your feelings better or worse because you found an excuse to put your, your negative thoughts towards, you can really learn something from the experience. And that's that's different than blaming. Yeah, and you know, we all do this. Like I know that and, and some of us do it more than others. I used to do this all the time like I was definitely a blamer because like you said it's really uncomfortable to feel that disappointment it's yep. really uncomfortable to feel those negative feelings or feel like our effort wasn't good enough or you know if we keep going deeper that we're not good enough so if I can find somebody else or something else that I can blame for me feeling that way, then I can move out of that feeling quicker. Yes. Right? Instead of actually sitting into it and feeling it, feeling that disappointment, feeling that regret, like whatever that negative feeling is, right? And taking ownership of that. Like what? how did I play a role in this? Like, we don't like to do that as humans. Like, we do once we kind of get to a point, like, of, of growth and personal development. But even 
now when I'm in that place. It's still not a fun thing to do. No, feeling. You know, like it's it's productive. It's very helpful, right? Because like you said, once you can figure out your role, when, once I can figure out my role and how I contributed, now I can take that and move that into a learning experience on how I can improve the next time, right? But when we're blaming, we can't really do that. We It doesn't, like, if that guy didn't give me the right water at the water station or they gave me the Gatorade instead of the water and I wasn't used to fueling with Gatorade and now it messed up my stomach and I got a cramp and da-da-da and then everything went downhill after that, like, you can't do anything about that. All of a sudden, like, there's nothing for you to improve. Right, right. So part of this comes from uh, going back to the, the first point here of letting your external circumstances dictate your feelings. You don't have to have the feeling of disappointed. You can just just kind of sit in, well, that wasn't the result that I was going for. Objectively, that was not the result. And then objectively, without you know having to dive into super deep negative feelings, it just it doesn't feel good. And then you can try to learn from it, not not learn from it to try and get out of the bad feeling, but just try to learn from the situation, even if that means that you're still in the bad feeling. Yeah, I, I agree with that to a point, but I do think it is helpful to put a name to it, like understanding that, that this is disappointment, mm-hmm. right? This This is regret. This is shame. This is guilt. This is whatever that, you know not good feeling feels like what like having a name to put to that is really helpful and that's really um the main topic of like Brene Brown's latest book Atlas of the Heart that I've been reading is really having the right word having the proper language to put to these uncomfortable feelings and the good feelings too right but having this shared language of emotion that we can use to um, actually put a name on something is really helpful. Yeah, it's just trying to use an excuse to get out of that uncomfortable yeah. feeling is is not helpful because mm-hmm. it doesn't actually get us out of the feeling. It, it helps us pretend that we're not feeling that anymore. Yeah, and there's just no growth from that, right? right? And like, and that's one of the things. Like, I'll raise my hand. You know that I definitely was someone that used to blame others, and I catch myself now. Like, I catch my brain still going that way because it was such a tendency for me in the past and I have to like stop it and redirect it and be like no no no, we're not blaming anybody else where where was I responsible for this result like in what way was I responsible here all right so we've got letting external circumstances dictate your feelings and then blaming the circumstances blaming other people a lot of excuse making here the third point where you might be giving away your power is waiting for permission Mm. okay what do you mean by waiting for permission what do I mean by that? Yeah. I mean, waiting for permission to do something that you want to do. Uh-huh. Like, it, whatever it might be. Maybe it's signing up for a half marathon. Maybe you, like, decide that you're going to send me a DM on Instagram and say, like, hey, I've been running this much. Do you think I, I'm ready to train for a marathon? Like, I get those kinds of messages. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But, like, just notice, again, are you asking someone else for permission to chase after a goal? Mm-hmm. Like I, I get those kinds of things all the time, you know, like, do, you know, do you think I, I'll be able to do this? And I'm like, I don't know you. Like, you know, <laughs> I would, I, and I, and I try to respond, you know, as, as well as I can, you know, I try to ask for more information. I try to, to, to respond in compassion and, and try to understand where these people are coming from. Um, but it's, but I know that's something to notice, right? Like, are you waiting for permission from someone else or 
for the weather to be correct or for, you know, your life to line up properly for you to actually have the, the time to train for that marathon that you've always wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Permission that, that it's okay to start dreaming the dream and then start pursuing the dream. Yeah. Like that's, it goes back into what we've been talking about for a few podcasts here of if I have this huge dream, when am I allowed to start actually chasing it? Who, who do I have to get permission for? Who's the gatekeeper that allows me to start pursuing my dream? And the, the answer really is you. There is no one else that's ultimately going to give you permission. You just have to step up and, and go for it. Are you sure it's not Jean Valjean? Because now I've got dream a dream in my head. Could be. I mean, that could be the gatekeeper. It might be. <laughs> I'm, I'm not breaking into that song. I just don't have that musical power. I don't think I, that's a good I idea. I got a lot of personal power, but music is not one of those. But not vocal no, power? <laughs> vocal power is not there. <laughs> All right. So um, so that's waiting for permission. So just kind of, again, notice, like, if you're waiting for permission from someone else or from something else outside of yourself... Okay, another way you might be giving away your power is procrastination and indecision. And again, I will raise my hand for this one because in the past, I have been prone to both of these things. Uh, And it's actually something that I've been really working through now, especially as a business owner. You know, as a business owner, the buck stops with me. Like, I have to make all of the decisions. So if I procrastinate and if I don't make decisions, stuff in the business does not get done. We do not grow. We do not help as many people as I want to help. And that is no good for me, right? Like, and so understanding that, you know, when I tell myself, oh, I don't know, you know, or I'm not sure, like refusing to make a decision or delaying a decision, kind of pushing that off and not doing the thing, that is totally me giving my power away. Right. It's as though you don't actually have the ability to make that decision when when the decision has to be made. You're just pushing it back. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that decision has to be made and the decision's going to be made by you. So you might as well just make the decision now. Right. But, you know, it, this, can, this can look like, you know, well, I have to find out more information. I need to do more research. More research. Right? More research. Like, especially if you are someone that, you know was good academically and you were kind of conditioned to do these kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. You you were conditioned to to make sure that you're doing your due diligence and doing the research and making sure you understand everything that needs to go into this. And, you know, and there's something that's great about that, right? And there's really, really good things. Like, I don't think that we should just jump into everything in our lives without doing our due diligence we need to kind of understand what we're getting into sometimes but other times it is a good idea to just jump in head first (laughs) sometimes jump and build the wings on the way down yeah right like that's that can be a really powerful place to be too it's nice to have enough information to start yeah but you don't have to have enough information to finish to start I think that's also a big thing. Like you don't have to know every single step along the way. You don't have to know the end before the beginning. Yes. Yeah. You know, they, it, it's it's helpful. This is um, sometimes you can treat big decisions as though you're just posting on Twitter and you just say the first thing that comes out of your head. <laughs> like you don't have to filter yourself. It's just it's Twitter. It's fine. You can you just just go with it without researching for a week and a half. Like I mean, off it goes. And that might not be the best thing to do, right? In some circumstances, if especially if you're a certain level of human in the 
world but um that, that's a, that was a weird statement a not, certain level of human certain we're, we're level all, of human. I think no we're, we're all the same level of humans I, I that's, think so i'm not really yeah. sure where you're going for there well, but well i just mean like of power general power what but in twitter it's influence. just a, a matter yeah, it's a matter of influence. influence so when you that's the word when you put out random statements and you've got 12 million followers suddenly 12 million people think that that's a, that's a true statement mm-hmm. whereas you might be just shooting completely off the cuff yeah. so sometimes a little research helps but you can't freeze yourself in research mode and never make a choice. And that's what so many of us do. You know, I, that's definitely. And those of you that are recovering perfectionists like me, or maybe you still are stuck in that idea of perfectionism and wanting things to be perfect and wanting to be the best at things. Like I use that as armor for such a long time because I wanted I didn't want people to see my imperfections so to me it was like well if I just keep working at this thing and and just trying to be perfect then again I won't have to feel those uncomfortable feelings of you know judgment or not knowing what to do or you know that uneasiness inside and so I'll just keep trying to be perfect and I'll just keep waiting I'll keep doing more research I'll keep working on this thing before actually just putting it out there right because if you if you never really put yourself out there then you can't technically fail mm-hmm. but you know we've got a whole other podcast multiple podcasts on that you can't really yeah, fail I'm period. actually surprised I forgot perfectionism but we'll just go ahead and put that in right here I mean, like, it's kind of in the idea of procrastination it's an awful it's often a big cause of per, of procrastination uh, is perfectionism yeah and indecision really yes. like and it's again going we'll go into a that more in number three um, when we talk about like why we're giving our power away as well but yeah perfectionism is definitely one way that we are for sure giving our power away because there literally is no such thing as perfect no matter what you're doing like in running in the rest of your life like there is absolutely no such thing as perfect it's like you know I hear um, I've heard people talk about painters before right like if you're creating a painting how do you know when it's done Like you literally don't, right? Like if you are a painter and if you're a creator, there's always something that you can do. There's another brushstroke you could do. There's always another brushstroke. How do you step back and know that it's done? You you decide. Period. You just decide that it's done. And uh, yeah, that has that has a lot of repercussions and a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You you ultimately have to decide that you're ready. You're not waiting for permission from anybody else. You've done the research. You've done enough research to start. Now, mm-hmm. now get on the way of chasing it is what, whatever you're going after. Mm-hmm. Just start some steps because action also helps provide some clarity for what the next step is. Doing more research might not help you see what step three is. If you've done enough research to get step one and two, doing those might shine a really bright light on what step three is. Totally. Because a lot of times we don't know or like we we think we know step three but then after step one and step two then we're like oh yeah that's definitely not step three. that's definitely not three (laughs) that was definitely wrong about that one right and so that's again why we have to also be flexible as we go along the journey too all right the next thing that um place where you might be giving your power away is being passive and just going along with what others want or what with what others are doing yeah i was a big fan of this one because then you just you, you kind of just because flow that's with how the you crowd. Live the first half of your life. Yeah, you just you <laughs> flow with the crowd, whatever the crowd's doing. It, then you don't have to make any of your own choices. So 
nothing can be wrong. If it's wrong, well, at least I I did the wrong thing with everybody else. Mm -hmm. So no one's going to be able to like point and laugh because we all did the same thing. So you just stay with the crowd. Just make sure you're looking close enough to what everybody else is doing and you'll be fine. The problem is you can't ever really excel in this Mm -hmm. because you just stay with the crowd the whole time. Because you're blending in. Yes. Like on purpose. Yes. You are doing the best you possibly can to just float along. It's it's a big one of kind of living within your comfort zone also as a connection on this one. It's it's a little bit different than going along with the crowd, but it's just going along with what you've always done. Mm-hmm. That's that's the comfort zone of, well, I mean, is it exactly what I'm going for? No, but it's what I know. So I'll just keep doing that because it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Another way that you might know that you're giving your power away is defensiveness so like if someone makes a suggestion to you or calls you out on something and you get defensive right away that can definitely be you giving your power to that person right or to whatever circumstance that they're calling you out on Um, instead of like I was talking about before actually taking a step back and asking yourself where am I responsible for here, right? Like my coach, Brooke Castillo over at the Life Coach School, um, she she often says like when somebody comes to her and like accuses her of something or says something that she would consider negative about her, um, she used to get defensive. But now what she does is she actually looks at that statement, whatever it might be, and asks herself, where is the truth in this, right? She tries to find out where the truth is because – if we're all really being honest with ourselves, there is truth in almost all the statements that we feel defensive around, right? Because mm-hmm. the, if you, if someone said something about you or said something to you that was a complete lie, you wouldn't feel defensive about it. You would just be like, what are you talking about? You know, like if someone came up to you and be like, oh God, I hate your blue hair. Yeah, like it, it's completely illogical, so you don't have to try and defend it. You would just be like, what are you talking about? My hair is brown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't even, like, register for you to to get defensive about something like that, right? But when someone says something to you that you already kind of feel a little self-conscious about, mm-hmm. you know, if someone makes a comment on the fact that you have uneven ears. Yes. Right? Yes. Then that might be a a spot where you might get a little defensive or a little self-conscious. I tend not to get defensive on that. I do tend to make a humorous joke about it. So that is one of my my good deflection (laughs) mechanisms. So I don't know, maybe, but... um, I like your uneven ears. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of a fan of them myself. It took me a while to figure out how to wear sunglasses because they always sit slightly off center, but it's what they do. Um, (laughs) and, And I wear sunglasses all the time from California and Florida. I was always in sunglasses but think about it right like if someone says something to you that makes you feel defensive right that you kind of feel like you okay wait a second you step back i need to defend myself here and you decide to go down that road you are giving your power away to whatever that person said right but if you take that step back and say all right where is the truth in this statement and own it boom You've got the power now, right? Like, I'm going to own that part of about me. Like, I had a friend call me out 
because I'm not always the best at like returning texts right away like being prompt about responses sometimes or or even on email sometimes it's something that I'm really consciously trying to be aware of and she called me out on it and I I, I like found myself the my first thing was like defensiveness like well I'm sorry like I'm busy and I'm doing this and I've got this and like defending my lack of response right and then I took a step back and I said yeah she's right like I should have responded to this a little while ago. Like I should have been more prompt with this. And I I own that. And I was like, and I responded to her and I just said, look, I was like, I really appreciate you calling me out on this. You're right. I'm I'm sorry. And I will try to be better in the future. Yeah. I mean, I used to get real defensive. You got to go way back in, in coaching when you would ask me about, well, every single workout that I ever asked you to do, <laughs> all of them. All of them. Every distance of every run, every pace this? of everything. Are you sure these intervals are long enough? These intervals seem too long. Why would I run more than three miles if I'm only racing a 5K? Do I have to do this uphill? I think your paces are slightly too fast. Everything. And for a while, I would second guess <laughs> all of my choices because like, you're very logical when you when you were questioning them mm-hmm. like, well, and you respect me and you yeah. you know you see me as an intelligent person and i'm like oh crap did, it, is my entire logical system of how to coach somebody completely She's found wrong the cracks like, she apparently every single workout i've ever put into any plan ever is completely <laughs> wrong oh god i'm an imbecile like <laughs> because i i've got such respect for for your understanding of how the the human body works. So I was like, um, and I would get very defensive on some of these things, which then usually looks as my defensive, then looks like trying to attack back at you, Mm -hmm. which is not good for coach athlete or husband wife relationship. Neither of those were a good choice. No. And I was just trying to learn, right? Like I was literally like very curious, like, why would I do this? Like, this doesn't seem right to me, but can you please explain to me where you're going? And ultimately, like you've told me, you know, since then that like that really helped you to become a better coach. Right. But at the time where you would say, why am I doing this? What I heard was, why am I doing this? Comma, idiot. Like that, that's what I heard every time, which throws me into this defensive mode, which is not helpful at all because then you were in charge of all of your running, which kind of defeated the point of having a coach. Indeed it did. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like, that would be something that you would that you should look at in yourself as well, right? Like if someone tells you what to do, is your immediate reaction, why? And is it, why out of curiosity or is it why out of like seriously like this is what this person is giving me you know like this is what this person is asking me to do right now right and yours was entirely why out of curiosity and long term it helped me really build an understanding of why I was doing all of these things instead of just trying to go straight by like a single books training philosophy and just incorporate that as my own come up with several books training philosophies lots of different coaches and have some good reasoning behind how Mm -hmm. all the parts work together so then if you ask me anything I've got some logic behind it and sometimes the logic behind it is um because that workout always works 
Like that workout always works when people have this kind of workout. You crush every workout that's like a 3K pace that I've ever given you. Yeah. You crush it. You're like, that workout was not that hard. I don't think that, that you made that hard enough. And I'm like, no, no, that workout was perfect. You're just phenomenal at them. And because of that, I can now use this other workout and it will always work for you. I can't use that other workout for me. And I don't know what the all the like body mechanisms are and how the hormones are released and the different metabolism zones that are working on like on workout B, but I know that because you're good at the 3K workouts, you're going to gain benefits from that. And because I'm not as strong at the 3K workouts, I'm not going to gain benefits. That workout B would crush me. Whereas you find it this fun challenge, it was hard, but then you can recover from it. It's just, it's how our bodies work. Mm. And I could go into and explain exactly why, but I also just, I know it. Yeah. I just know that that's the case. Yeah. And that's because you decided to release the defensiveness and like actually say, okay, what, why am I doing this? Right? Like again, getting to that zone of curiosity instead. All right. A couple more ways here that we um, can know whether or not we are giving our power away is. Um, the next one is waiting until conditions are perfect, which we've kind of already talked, talked about, about right, with bit. perfectionism. Um, putting others before yourself. Now, this is a huge one, for, especially for us as parents. It's the parent trap. That's exactly what I was going to say. The parent trap. Oh, man, what a great movie. I love Haley. Yes. Yes, let's go back all the way to Haley the original. Haley Mills, right? Haley Mills. There you go. Go to the original. Um, yeah, putting others before yourself. This is like how it's hard to get out the door as a new parent. Uh, you struggled. I used to try to actually pull the children off of Angie's legs, pull the crying, screaming child off of her legs, and send her out the door and be like, "Don't worry, they'll they'll stop crying." After he says, I close "Don't the door. worry, I've got it." And I'm like, "Uh." <laughs> like the one kid is throwing a tantrum and just screaming on the floor, and you're holding the other one who's crying. But yeah, sure, you've got it. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> You don't have these, these two things on my chest that I can just make everything better with. It's going to be fine. We're all going to get through this. You go for a run. Yeah. But, you know, when we put others before ourselves, again, going back to like, you know, the humility and, and the humble, we are taught that putting others before ourselves is a noble thing. But oftentimes, if we're doing this, we are giving our power to other people and letting them dictate how we spend our time or whether or not we go for a run that day. Like my kids, I definitely allowed, gave my power to my children, my two-year-old, my three-year-old, when I allowed their mood and their emotions to dictate whether or not I went on my run that day. Yeah, I mean, to dictate whether you went on your run, but sometimes I think a lot of people as new parents allow the emotional whims of a newborn to dictate the emotional feelings of a grown-up. Oh, 100%. Yeah, be old because, and part of that is exhaustion, right? And like, you know, being able to regulate your emotions when you're exhausted and when you're thrown into this completely new world, a new identity, like no one can prepare you for what that's like. No, no, there's not a lot of preparation for that. But um, it, it is funny how much like our own feelings are dictated by the feelings of, you know, somebody that still has to wear a diaper. Yeah, it's so <laughs> true. And like, you know, and this doesn't mean that you should never put people before yourself, right? I mean, there are people out there that will make that argument that say you should never put anyone else before yourself, that you should always come first. But that's not what we're saying here. I think that, you know, you're the one that has to make that decision for you. But understanding, like, are you putting others before yourself because that's what you want to do? And if that's the case, that is you exerting your personal power, right? Sure. Like, I want to 
make my family a priority. So I'm choosing to skip my run so that I can take my kids to school or whatever it might be, right? Like that's you choosing very consciously how you want to prioritize the values in your life. Right, but don't make the statement, I choose to take my kids to school so I'm going to skip my run this morning. And then after you take them to school and you go about the rest of your day, now you're bitter for the rest of the day because you took your kids to school and you didn't get to get your morning run in. And that'll then you blame them. And then you know you pick them up from school and you're, you're mad at them when you pick them up. And they don't even see it coming. And Because they didn't even know, right? <laughs> right? And like so much of this is hidden, which is, I'm so glad you pointed that out too. Like so much of this is hidden because... We're not usually just kind of talking out loud about all this stuff, right? But here we are. Okay, I'm going to put my kids first. I'm going to take them to school. I'm going to skip my run. But like you said, now I'm like during the day, I'm like, I really wish I would have gotten that run in. Uh And then our brain's like, well, it's because I had to take my kids to school that I didn't get that run in. And so all of a sudden, there we are blaming our children for us not getting our run in when that was our choice. Right. So now we've, we build up this anger towards resentment, anger and resentment for hours as they're at school, they don't see it coming and you pick them up and they do the slightest, smallest thing and you snap at them because you're resentful that you took them to school. But you don't even realize that you're (laughs) resentful right Right. like it's not like you're just angry for no reason yeah like we're not seemingly yeah we're not consciously like i'm angry and resentful of my children right (laughs) like that's just not what we're usually doing i I don't have the shirt that says that (laughs) (laughs) but like that's really what's happening on an unconscious level and so when we don't know why we're snapping at our kids like let's let's look and see where are we where are you giving your power to okay um and finally not setting goals is a way that you're giving your power away also like i think a lot of times people don't set goals because they don't want to not achieve them they don't want to fail in the pursuit of those goals and so it's easier just not to set any at all right it kind of goes along with the whole waiting for permission procrastination the perfectionism is just not ever putting yourself all the way out there. So if you don't have a goal, then you can't not get to the goal. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So those are a bunch of different reasons or not reasons, but ways that you may be giving your power away. So if any of those resonated with you, like, you know, let us know, let us know. We, if again, we're on Instagram, we're on all the social platforms at real life runners. I would love for you guys to send me a DM and let me know which of those things kind of hit home for you. Like maybe it was one thing. Maybe it was multiple things. I I doubt that there was nothing there because, again, you're a human. <laughs> and there's nothing. Something in there made you feel uncomfortable probably. There, right. Because like it's not like we should be looking at this as like this hugely bad thing. Like just understanding like we're all humans. We all do this stuff. And now let's just become a little bit more aware and try to take a step in the right direction. Right. Understand. Let's for the next step. Let's understand why we're giving our power away okay first we're going to recognize the ways that we do it and then now we're going to figure out why we're doing it i I like your opening choice of why we do it because it's easier it's easier (laughs) it's so much easier (laughs) to give our power away sometimes like it sounds really like sexy and like good to like i'm gonna take my personal power back right but like let's be honest like it's not easy sometimes to have your own personal power like and this is one thing that I i thought was like one of the things that our 12-year-old said one night at dinner, like I I was kind of talking to her about like why she didn't want to try something new. And I'm like, don't you understand how powerful you are? And she's like, mom, I'm kind of scared of my own power. And I was like, whoa, like for a 12-year-old to recognize that, I think that was so profound because I think that so many of us are actually scared 
of how powerful we actually are. And it's easier to kind of deflect it and not not understand, not take full control, not take all of that personal power and realize that every single thing in our life is a choice and that everything that's happening in your life right now is a result of you and what you're doing and how you're thinking, how you're acting, what you're believing about yourself. And um, so it is easier sometimes just to kind of pass the buck to somebody else. Yeah, just kind of float along and say, I'm I'm just going to glide for a little mm-hmm. while and let responsibility fall onto other people. I'll do my thing and I'll, I'll go by the whims of others just for a little while just so that I can breathe without or having... Or I'll blame other people for mm-hmm. not having the results or I'll blame, you know, the pandemic or I'll blame 2020 for blah, 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 whatever it might be, Sure, right? Like it's, it's easier sometimes because then we don't have to take on that blame. We don't have to look inside because that's an uncomfortable process a lot of times right unfortunately inertia then sometimes gets us stuck in that and then we never take our own personal power yeah you already kind of alluded towards the second one why we give the power away out of fear one there's three big ones here fear of failure why you wouldn't start something in the first place Mm -hmm. fear of success also why you might not start something in the first place and then fear of judgment Mm -hmm. because once once i start the thing what if it doesn't go well yeah and what if other people judge me right or what if it does go really well like i think that fear of success is an interesting one right because like there are some people that would tell you that there's no such thing as fear of success but what it really is what all of it really is is fear of change like our human brains don't like change we like what we know we like the known we do not like the unknown and so no matter if it's a negative result right that failure that none of us want or if it's success what does that actually look like what what is that like if I actually achieve this thing if I go after that promotion at work What's that going to look like? How mm-hmm. ma- is that? Does that mean that I'm, I'm going to have to work more hours? Does that mean I'm not going to be able to spend as much time with my family? Like, what does that actually look like? It's it's scary because we don't know it, and so it's easier just to stay right here where we are because we know this place. Yeah, we know this place. So you get the promotion at work. Does it completely change like office dynamics? Yeah. You know, like I've had um, coworkers who went from being a teacher that I worked with to being one of the assistant principals. That completely changes the relationship. Yeah, and I do the best to just still have a normal interaction with that person sure technically my boss but still just a human Mm -hmm. we're all still humans kind of getting through and ultimately trying to make all the kids at the school be as successful as possible yeah you know fear of starting a business with your spouse and now your business partner and how is that going to change our dynamic yeah no we were told a lot that that's a terrible idea well, and there are some people that it says it's a fantastic idea. Also true. So it always just matters who you talk to and who you want to listen to, right? But um, but that fear of the unknown, whether it's failure, success, you know, the judgment of others, it's all um, definitely a reason why we give our power away. Um, another reason we give our power away is people pleasing, right? Like we want to be liked by others. We as humans have a pack mentality. It is safer to be part of the tribe. It's a survival mentality that we have. So 
a lot of people fall into people pleasing so that other people will like them and they won't feel ostracized or judged. Right. So you mentioned this one that depending on you know the type of people that you're around, the group of people that you're around, humility might be a big prized thing. And so if you want to please the people around you, staying super humble and pushing off your own power might be the best way to fit in with your group and keep everybody happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, another reason why you might be giving your power away is comparison. Like you might be comparing yourselves to others. You might be, whether that's positively or negatively, you might be positively saying like, oh, I'm better than, look look how much better I am or look how much further along I am than these people or the opposite. Look, I'm not as good as that person or I'm not as fast as that person or I'm not able to run as long as that person. So comparison can really... Uh, hold us back in oh, a comparison's lot of ways. terrible. We have no power when we're comparing ourselves to another person yeah. because we can't control that person. They're like the biggest giant question mark about what's going to happen. Like if you ever go into a race, I go into races and I try to win the things, but I've pointed out to so many people, um, okay, this was years back when we went down to Key West, we had a group of people and they were like, oh, are you going to gonna win it tomorrow? Like, I have no idea. I'm going to try and run as fast as possible, but I never know who's going to show up on the starting line. Yeah. Like, my fastest marathon was not my highest place finishing marathon because there happened to be some dude that rolled in from, like, New York to the... or. Uh, somewhere up cold northeast yeah somewhere up up in northeast that rolled him during the winter to a florida race because mm -hmm. it was better weather down here the guy didn't live here was down visiting and was like oh look there's a marathon this weekend and had put himself in really good shape and suddenly this guy who is not at all local shows up and wins the race right yeah. So never compare yourself to others it's there's no good in, in in positive or negative ways right and that's like perfectly you know um, takes us into the next one which is not feeling good enough right not feeling good enough and not believing in yourself this is why you're giving your power away because you don't feel like you're good enough in some way and so again it's easier to give your power away than to acknowledge that within yourself as like I, I don't really believe in myself or I don't really feel like I'm good enough here so I'm just going to give my power to something else. Like I'm going to blame the circumstances. I'm going to blame the other people. I'm going to blame my uh, place in life right now. I'm going to blame my age. I'm going to blame my knees. I'm going to blame all these other things so that I don't have to acknowledge the fact that somewhere inside of me, I, I don't believe that I'm good enough. Yeah. Somewhere inside, I don't believe. So I'll just keep procrastinating. I'll keep waiting for someone else to give me permission. I'll keep waiting for the completely perfect outside circumstances that I have no control over at all. And once everything falls into place and I get the, the you know, grave, engraved invitation that says now is the time to take your step. Once that happens, then I'll step up and do it. Well, then I'll believe in myself. Then I'll believe in myself. Then, then I'll know that I'm good enough. Then I'll know, right? Like we look for these external things to tell us, to give us evidence that we're good enough or that we're worthy of believing in certain things. And that they're just not going to come because even when you think that that thing will give you that feeling, if you don't start believing it yourself first, that thing can never give it to you. Yeah. The results never actually give you the, the feeling external you thing can never give that to you. No, Like people do this and they try to, they're like run their first marathon and they feel good about it for a little while. And then that that's those same negative feelings start creeping in. 
Right. If you didn't. Oh, well, I, I finished it, but I did it really slow and I, I didn't run the whole time and and excuse this and, you know, uh, justification, not justification, um, but like, you know. Yeah, no justification. Reason. It's all these reasons. It's all these excuses. reasons that it's not good enough. Yeah, if you didn't feel like a real runner and somehow a marathon was going to make you feel like a real runner, yeah. you'll find a reason after crossing that finish line that you're still not. It's like, probably <laughs> related to your time. It's pre- or or a walking break inside of it. Right. Or, well, I mean, it was a downhill course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, right. you're a runner. You are a runner. You are a freaking marathoner. Like, own it. Love it. Take that power. It's yours, right? And that's really what we want all of this to help you guys with, which is really just take back your power, right? So kind of a little recap of what we've done in the episode today is like, number one, realizing if you are giving your power away, or I should say where you are giving your power away, um, find out where you are giving your power away, understand why you're giving that power away. And then step number four is to take back your power, right? The first step is just being aware, which hopefully this episode has helped to shine some light on ways that maybe you didn't realize you're giving your power away because I know that I didn't realize a lot of these things in my life beforehand. Yeah, 100%. Anytime you felt icky and uncomfortable during this podcast and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to you know, skip forward 30 seconds and 30 <laughs> seconds more. That was the part. That was the part where you were giving your power away to a, a podcast yeah. and a button on your phone. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's where you've now decided your power should be. Right. So in order to take back your power, the first step is realizing that everything in your life is a choice, that you get to choose who you want to be and how you want to live your life in every single area of your life. You're not a slow runner. You're just a runner. And so what kind of runner do you want to be? Would you like to continue to define yourself as a slow runner? Is that make you feel good? Is that where you want to be? Or do you want to see how fast you can get? Do you want to be able to run further, right? If you currently say, well, I run, but I only run like 5K. Do you want to run longer than that? Like you don't have to be that thing unless you consciously want to and you get to choose. If that's what you want, fantastic. That's amazing, right? If you want to be a 5K runner, go for it right? You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to run a half marathon. You never have to run a marathon. You can be a runner and run 5Ks only. Fantastic. But make sure that you're just making that choice consciously. Right. So it's a lot of bring awareness and realize that you can choose. You don't have to look at, oh, well, I I always train this way. And I, I guess... I should probably change and do something else. That's now giving us power and saying that you have to create change into the way that you're training. That's not the point of this. If you like what you're doing, you're getting out of running what you want to be getting out of it, then you're totally training the way that you want. You're awesome. Go for it. If you've been doing the same thing for week after week and you're like, I wonder if I could do something different. You can and it, it's a choice that you could make to now change the way that you're training and start pursuing other things. But you don't have to do that. You get to choose. Mm-hmm. And if you decide, if you like think about this and are like, you know what, I do want to do more. You know, I, I want to see how much I can improve. I want to be able to run longer. I want to be able to try to run faster. And you need some guidance. 
then find some guidance, right? You, this it, Just because you have the power doesn't mean you have to do it by yourself either, right? You can find other people to help guide you. You can find a coach. You can find a running group. You can find, you know, running buddies or anything else that you might need to help you move towards that thing. But again, step one, awareness. Step two, choice. Yeah. Understanding that you have a choice. You can be whatever kind of runner you want you can be whatever kind of human you want to be also you can have whatever kind of job you want like all of these things in your life are a choice and we are the result of all of the choices that we make in your life so if there's some area of your life right now where maybe you're not as happy as you'd like to be or maybe you kind of have this inner knowing that there's more out there for you that just understand that that's available. Like all you have to do is start making different choices and you will have different results. Yes. Different choices. Making the different choices leads to different results. You are exactly where you are supposed to be because you made all of the choices that got you here. Mm -hmm. If you want to be somewhere else, start making more choices. Mm -hmm. You're making choices every single day. Sometimes you're choosing to stay where you are. If you don't want to be there, make a choice to move. Yeah, exactly. And this is one of the things that we absolutely love helping people understand and how to do inside our Real Life Runners Training Academy. So if that sounds like something you would like to dive deeper into and have some guidance and some coaching to help you uncover these areas along the way of, you know, these things, these obstacles that might be holding you back and figure out different ways to, to start thinking about them and start training for them, I would encourage you guys to sign up for our waiting list on our website over at realliferunners.com forward slash team. We are going to be reopening the Real Life Runners Training Academy next month in May. So if you want to be the first to know when that happens, head over, sign up for that waiting list so that you will be the first ones to know. And in the meantime, if you want to kind of start some of these things now, we also have a free resource called the five day running reset for you, um, which is a, again, over at the website, realliferunners.com forward slash reset. Um, but if you just go to the main website, there's buttons that will get you to where you need to go as well. But I would really um, love to, one of the things I absolutely love doing is helping runners think about their runs differently, think about their training differently, understand some of these mental blocks and mental obstacles that are getting in their way because so many times people are capable of so much more than they realize, but they're just getting in their own way. And so when we can just kind of remove some of those blocks, like whole new worlds of athletic ability open up. It's so much fun. Yes. And, you know, if you are still trying to cling to uh, pushing your personal power off to somebody else, please just EM, DM Angie over on Instagram and uh, with your current weekly mileage, and she'll let you know whether you're ready to run a marathon. <laughs> No. She's, she's got a magic wand. There's no permission. No, no, no. There's a permission power magical permission wand. Power, no. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, come connect with us, guys. We I love hearing from you. And thanks to everybody that like, you know, sends me messages or sends us emails. Um, we just love hearing from our podcast listeners and, and understanding, you know, how this is helping you in your own running and ways that we can help um, support you. So always feel free to reach out on our social platforms. Instagram is where I'm the most active, so that's where I always like to send people um, again at real life runners so as always if you felt that, that this episode was helpful we would love it for you to share it with a friend or leave us a review on itunes because that will help us reach more runners and spread this message and help more runners to achieve their goals so as always thank you for spending this time with us this has been the real life runners podcast episode number 248 now get out there and run your life